0: Good morning. Welcome to everybody to this seminar that is on uh, in-home supportive services in general. And the lady that you have in front of you is Miss Laila Delgado, um, who belongs to a And now she will describe to you what PASC is, the services that PASC uh, provides, and the relations between PASC, maybe, and IHSS. And besides all this, also uh, collateral services, I guess, that, that, how we, uh, we, obviously. Here it is.
1: Good morning, everyone. Can everyone hear me? Okay, great. My name is Leila Delgado, as Manuel just said, and I'm here from the uh, Personal Assistance Services Council. We are the public authority for in-home supportive services. Now, how many of you are already receiving IHSS, in-home supportive services? All right. All right. Okay, so some of this might be review for many of you, and some of this might be new because you've never heard of IHSS. So bear with me while I go through the material. I know those of you that are experts that already know IHSS, you can go ahead and jump in and just correct me if I'm wrong or, or make a clear statement, okay? All right, so IHSS stands for In-Home Supportive Services. It's a state entitlement program that helps people who are seniors, or who may have a disability at any age, or who may be blind, to help them so that they can stay at home instead of being in an institution. (laughs) Okay, Uh, it allows people to live independently, it allows people so that they can stay at home, they can participate in community events instead of being in an institution. Because in an institution, it's a lot more expensive for the state. That's right, it does. Now, if you find yourself that you might qualify, if this describes you and you think you qualify with IHSS, you can apply toll-free. You can call a toll-free number with IHSS and the toll-free number is 888-944-4477. Is it in the booklet? It is in the booklet. It's also on the CD, but I'll repeat it once again. It's... 888-944-4477, 888-944-4477, correct, 888-944-4477, again, that's a toll-free number, works anywhere in L.A. County, anywhere in the state, to a call and apply. Now, once you call that number, what they'll do is they'll ask several questions. They'll ask you if you have a disability. They'll ask you if you're over the age of 65. Are you receiving Medi-Cal? Are you receiving, God bless you, SSI? They'll ask you all these questions. If you don't have either one, then they'll ask you about your monthly income. They will ask all these questions over the phone, and then once they get all those statements uh, answered, what they'll do is they'll transfer your paperwork to an IHSS office so that a social worker can come out and do an assessment. They do an assessment for to see if you're eligible. Now, IHSS is administered by DPSS. Does anyone here know what DPSS stands for? That's right, Department of Public Social Services, DPSS. As you know, it's a huge state agency that administers different programs like CalWORKs and GAIN and food stamps, and of course IHSS, In Home Supportive Services. Now, IHSS is delivered pursuant to the individual provider mode, or the IP mode. Now, what does IP mode mean? Well, that means that every consumer has the right to hire whomever they would like, train them as they see fit, and if necessary, fire the provider for any reason. Yes. Now, when I say consumer, who am I talking about? Who is the consumer? That's right. You are the consumer. You're the one that's doing the hiring, the training. You will tell them when to cook, how to cook, uh, when to come in, when to leave, when to take your breaks. You are the employer. You are the consumer. And when I say home, co- home care provider, who am I referring to? That's right. The person that you hire. That's right. If it happens to me, then would be I would be your home care provider. Yes. Well, that's part of what IHSS covers, and we're going to get into details. We're going to get into that. But for for right now, yes, it does cover uh, transportation to doctor's appointments. Okay? But yes, you're right. It does cover that. Okay, so in this case, you have the right to hire whomever you like, including family. You can hire your parents. You can hire your children. You can hire a brother or sister, your spouse, to be your home care provider with IHSS. Okay? So you have the right to hire anyone. Yes? Yes, yes, exactly. It could be a source of income for the family. If you have someone in your family who's already caring for you and you qualify for IHSS, then this person can now be paid for doing the work that they were already doing. It is a bonus. It helps a lot of families out, which is why IHSS is so beneficial to the state. Okay. Any questions regarding the individual provider mode? Yes, ma'am. I I can tell just by the way you said that statement that you've you've used IHSS for many many years. Okay. Well, DPSs used to call the home care providers homemakers. They used to call it a homemaker chore, and we're we're going way back now. We're going back to 1973 when I say homemaker chore. Yes.
0: We have one more question to answer, and the public here, the audience, to let the lady finish the presentation. Let's first, let's to say 20, 25 minutes, and then we go back to questions. One more question? Yes, ma'am.
2: Somebody said that they're not allowed to read your mail. Oh no! Something about it.
1: Let's Listen, No, it's not covered under IHSS. Yes, it's not one of the tasks required, but that doesn't mean that they cannot do it or they cannot volunteer to do it. But it's not something that's covered with IHSS. There's another organization called CDCAN. I don't know if any of you is familiar with Marty Emoto. They're very good at, oh, okay, when you have time, if you go if you have internet access, look up www.c as in Charlie, d as in David, can, c-a-n, dot o-r-g.
0: It stands for, you remember? Uh, California
1: that? Disability oh, Community Action Network. There we go. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. I
3: have a question. Yes. Okay, let's say I ask for an interview. How long will it be before the person comes to interview me? How long will it be before this other person is able to, let's say, take, provide the service to me?
1: Okay. Let's say you that's get a, receive question. a list of names. You interview them. You uh-huh. like that person.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Yes. Right. right. Okay. 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 No, no, that's right. Okay. But I'm not gonna have
3: that I don't
1: like. Of course not. Right. 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 Okay.
3: I'm.
1: I'm confused as to what the question is, though. Okay. Now, the the training you would have to teach them how you would like to do the things. So you you're, remember, you do the training, you do the hiring, the training, and the firing. So you hire somebody, you hire this person, right? The next thing you would need to do is notify IHSS, get in contact with your provider clerk, and tell them that you want to switch providers. You have a new provider that you would like to hire. Now, the next step is going to be a little bit harder, okay? They have to determine whether that provider has already passed a criminal background check because that's a requirement, that all providers have to pass a criminal background check. If they haven't done it, then they have to schedule them for an orientation and for fingerprinting. Okay, so that's a separate, entirely separate. But they can start working for you while they're waiting for that.
0: And by law, it has been made stricter, no? The background check.
1: Yes, the background check has been made a lot stricter. One second. second. Mm -hmm. No, you can have that provider work that same day that same exact day that you decide that you want them to work for you, they can start working that same day. It's all up to you. Mm -hmm. Right. He's going to hire, let's say, let's say he's going to hire you as a home care provider, right? You decide to hire her. Then you would need to contact the senior clerk at IHSS that same day and tell them that you decided to hire this young lady as your home care provider. And then they need to check to see if she's completed her background check and if she's attended an orientation. And if she hasn't, then they have to schedule her so she can do all of that. But meanwhile, she can continue working for you. So long as she passes her background check, she will get paid for all of the days that she worked. If she doesn't pass her background check, then you are responsible for her pay. Right. So it's up to you to decide if you want to have her start working or wait until she passes the criminal background check and then have her start working. I hired her. Right. Right. Yes. So yeah. it, it depends on your situation. If you know the person well, they can start working for you because you know they're going to pass the criminal background check. But if you don't know them at all then you have to run the risk of saying, maybe I want to wait until you pass your criminal background check or I'm going to gamble and do it anyway, which is why most people go through Personal Assistance Services Council because all of our providers have to pass the criminal background check before we refer them to anybody. They have to. They yeah, have we to. have another question? Yes, sir.
4: Yeah, okay. What happens if um, your... Um, You become a, a recipient of a survivor's situation, and yet you still need the service but um, the money that you're uh, receiving you don't see it it's paid for you by others so say like a a senior uh, uh system that uh takes care of uh, situations like that does that uh does that mess anybody up or can you still get your, uh, your eye, uh, your, uh, your, your service?
1: Well, I'm not sure. Are we referring to income? Are we talking about survivors' benefits through Social Security? Is that what we we're talking about?
4: Uh, yes, yeah, so on the uh, Social Security on, on survivors from Social Security.
1: Well, that would be, um, yeah, that would have to depend on what the level of income is. It would hmm. depend.
4: Okay, cause I heard recently that, uh, in the not too distant future, and it's been signed, I don't know whether uh, Snortsnaker did it or Brown did it, but I've heard recently that in the uh, <clears throat> near future, uh, some when all this stimulus stuff goes by away from California, that all of us in California, the people that have the 2,000, 4,000, 6,000 situation can have as much money as they uh, as they want. It's already been signed.
1: I have not heard that.
4: I just heard it over the weekend, and uh, I just uh, I wanted to know if uh, if you knew anything about that. No, I don't. But now
1: I'm I'm intrigued. Now I'm going to have to look up in the internet, <laughs> find yeah, out more yeah. information. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do that.
4: If, yeah. Uh, I'm uh, I'm looking in and you know, I'll be looking into some things too. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay,
5: Mister Tego. Uh, yes, I just wanted to know, uh, when you talk about the bra- background check, does it have to do with infractions, uh, misdemeanors, or felonies?
1: We're talking felonies and misdemeanors. It depends uh-huh. on the nature of the crime. But right now with IHSS alone, with IHSS alone, uh, you cannot have, uh, of course, committed murder or rape or assault. You cannot have a committed uh, um, abuse against a child or the elderly. You cannot have uh, committed fraud against the government. That's what it is with IHSS. Now, with PASC, our list is even longer. Our list is a lot longer than that. Okay.
5: Now, does that have to do with convictions or just when somebody was charged and the case was dismissed?
1: It's, it has to do with charges. If you were charged, if you served time, then that would count against you. I
5: mean, if, if it was dismissed, it wouldn't count, right?
1: Well, it still shows up on your criminal background check, but depending on the nature of the crime. Okay. It depends what it was.
5: Yes, wanted to know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> depends. Mr. Takamoto?
5: Yes.
3: On uh I I personally I wouldn't qualify for the program because uh I have my income would be too high. Okay. Would I be able to uh call the registry and get names of referrals and pay out of pocket for this on my own?
1: Not through PASC. We only help those that are approved with IHSS. But again, our information and referral department would be able to give you a listing of other organizations where you can pay out of pocket.
3: Okay. Yes. So we, right.
1: we can help you. We can point you in the right direction, but we just wouldn't be able to give you a list of names. Okay, thank you. You're welcome.
3: And would that be the pay would be the same, you know, $9 an hour?
1: No, no. Other Little? organizations, other agencies? Yeah. They charge differently, right? Most of them right now, from what I've seen in different places, can range anywhere from $12 an hour to $25 an hour, depending on the agency.
3: Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay,
1: thank you. And a lot of them have a four-hour minimum, so you have to be careful. Mr. Badawa?
5: I'm sorry I came a little late, but can you give me, like, a uh, list of what is the criteria to be... Uh, Eligible for IHSS?
1: Sure. To be eligible with IHSS, you either have to have a disability at any age. You could be a child, a teenager, an adult. Uh, you can be a senior over the age of 65 who needs extra help at home. And it, you have to be under certain qualifying guidelines for income levels. Right now it's at the federal poverty level. If you're receiving Medi-Cal, then you qualify automatically for IHSS. If you're receiving SSI, you automatically qualify for IHSS.
0: Mr. Jose Miguel, has a
1: question. Good morning.
6: Uh, yes, I have two questions. First one is: um, the last two time I hired a provider, from the day I hired her to she got her first check, it took about three months. Is there a way to uh, uh, speed up the process?
1: This was last year, I'm assuming. Was this last year? Okay. Last year there was a a lot of struggle with getting home care providers registered because they were just starting the new process of making it mandatory that all home care providers get their fingerprints done. So we had this large influx of home care providers that needed to get their fingerprints done, not just new providers like the ones you hired, but also all of the old existing providers had to complete this fingerprinting process before December 31st. So there were so many that needed to get their fingerprints checked, and it was taking longer and longer and longer to get the notification from the Department of Justice, which is probably one of the reasons why your provider took so long to get paid. But it seems to be happening faster. The average time right now is about six weeks right now. The checks are still coming from Sacramento. The checks are still coming from Sacramento.
6: Here is the second question. Yes. Thank you. Um, I had to let go a provider because she was drinking on the job. And uh, when I when I interviewed the next five providers over the phone, they said yes, they were willing to start. Then the next day they called me and said they were not able to. Is there um, a place where the unhappy provider can create a negative report about me so that the other providers would be advised as to not to work for me?
1: We don't have any type of network like that. We do not at the registry. Nor do, would we condone anything like that. Now, whether there is a network that exists outside of PASC or like through the union or something else, I don't know. But certainly we would, we do not condone something like that.
6: I suspected the union because I called the union and asked and they said, let me check something. What's your name? And then they come back and say, well sometimes the recipients don't treat the providers right. But they denied having that information. And I was wondering is there any way to clean up those records? Only thing you could do, I know on the
1: internet. No, there is so it's nothing kind
2: of an internet thing you could go on to clean up your name. I don't know
1: if that would help. No, but he's talking about, it's, it's like a rumor. How do you clean up That's a rumor? What
2: I'm what people say about you
1: right. How, how do you clean up a rumor? It's almost impossible to do. It's, 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 it's hard to do. But there is no such network within PASC. We don't do that. We don't, uh, even if somebody does make a bad report against you, we do not spread that information out. That is private, that is confidential, and it won't affect you between getting another list of home care providers. That should not, uh, discriminate you. We have to use more than just the word of one person to make a judgment call like that. Okay. Yes, you're welcome.
5: Um, your home provider, do you check to see if they're all American citizens or naturalized citizens?
1: They must, they must have a Social Security card. In order to get a Social Security card, they must be um, authorized to work in the U.S. So they would have Either their immigration card, their naturalization, they have either be a citizen or they have to be a resident in order to get their social security card. They have to be valid.
0: (coughs) Mr. Cerda? Yes, my question is, um,
6: my income is that of below the poverty level, but at the same time, I own a house. Do I qualify?
1: Yes, you do. Your house does not qualify as part of your income, nor does your car. You can own one car and, and own your house and still qualify for IHSS because it's not counted as part of your income.
0: So uh-huh. you rely on the same criteria than um, Medi Cal? No. Um, SSI? To, quali- well, to calculate the income, I mean.
1: It's similar. They use mm-hmm. Medi to qualify. Medi Yes, okay. not SSI. But if you have SSI, you do qualify for IHSS, so Thank you. you're welcome. Yes, your your car doesn't now if you own two cars, then the second car would be used as income. If you own multiple houses, that would be used as income. If, okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. SSP SSIP, I believe that's a different part of social security, but it could be that you qualify, too, if you're receiving SSP. There's so many different levels, SSD, SSA. you know, there's, there's different levels.
0: Can, can I ask you, maybe, if someone needed some in-home assistive uh, services, uh, just pointed out two or three, I, I'm sure that you already answered to the question. If you had to choose between PASC and IHSS immediately, what should you, what, what would you advise?
1: Well, it's, no, let me clear that because it's, it's mm-hmm. going to get confusing in a minute. Yes. Like you're not already confused. <laughs> <laughs> IHSS is one organization, right? That's in-home supportive services where they have the social workers and they have the timekeepers and the timesheet people. That's one organization. Then you have PASC where we have a registry of home care providers. We're not the same thing. We're totally separate. Uh So if you are approved with IHSS, they don't have a registry of names. So they'll probably tell you, okay, call PASC. Then you call PASC and then we explain to you, you have to fill out certain paperwork and then we can give you a list. So it's
0: advisable to come directly to you. Otherwise you are ping pong.
1: You're going to be ping pong back and forth, but we're not the only game in town though. We're not the only game in town. There's other organizations, there's other registries in L.A. County. You can use your independent living center. They also have registries of home care providers. You can use your local senior center. They also have registries of home care providers. The union, SEIU, also have a, a, a registry of home care providers. So, again, we're not the only registry. We're just the the main one. (laughs) We're just the the, the biggest one, that's all, is what I'm trying to say. We're the biggest one, and we do do criminal background checks. Mm -hmm. So that makes it easier for most people. Others do as well? Not always. Not Not always. always. Yeah, the union does not do uh, the home care registry. They don't require it. Yes?
5: Uh, If my son is disabled, and we've been providing service for him all these years, Mm -hmm. we didn't know that this kind of service existed. Mm-hmm. So, if we want to provide service to him, mm-hmm. can we register for this IHSS?
1: Yes, you would have to call the toll-free number. You probably came in late. Let me repeat yes. it for you: eight 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 nine four four forty four seventy seven.
5: Now, can we call you to register for IHSS? No, no,
1: you have to call that number. Uh-huh. And what they'll do is they'll ask about your child's disability. They will ask about your income levels. They will ask all these other questions. If he's receiving SSI, he is. is he receiving medi they'll ask all those questions. And then they send out a social worker from the IHSS office uh-huh. to do an assessment, an interview at your home okay. with the child. Uh, and then they will determine if you, he qualifies for IHSS. Uh,
5: he's 30 years old. I'm sorry? He's 30 years old.
1: 30 years old. Okay, so he's an adult. They probably wouldn't use your income then. Okay. No, 30, three zero. Yes. So they will use him as an independent unless you are a uh, guardian, if, if you have custody or you uh, have...
5: <laughs> he's an adult. He cannot live on his own, so we kind of make him live with us.
1: Right. Yeah. Do you have power of attorney for him? Of course. Okay, so yes. then they would probably direct all the questions to you. They uh-huh. would probably uh, find out from you if you are... Uh, providing income for him, they'll use all of that criteria. Okay. So they will ask you and then determine if he does qualify for IHSS. Okay. All right. Thank you.
5: Kay.
1: There's a question. Um, like for example, um, IHSS says, um, do do they tell you like? For example, I live with my mom and everything. Um, do they ask you what's my mom's income or everything or just my income? It depends. If you're a minor, then they would have to use for the adult. No, just mine. Then it's yourself. Just whatever you... I get from. Uh, SS. Right. right, so can... they will use your income only to determine if you qualify for IHSS. But if you live with other people, that will affect how many hours you get with IHSS. Okay. Because if you're living alone, you would get more hours than if you're living with others. Okay, it's like if I rent
0: with them, but I'm alone.
1: No, but you're still living amongst other people. So if you're living in the Mm -hmm. same house... Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's two people. Mm -hmm. Specifically, I'm going to give you an example. If you were living alone, you would probably get more hours in domestic-related services because you don't have anybody helping you with the cooking and the cleaning. But when you live with someone... Especially if it's family, then they would reduce those hours because both of you are responsible for the cleaning, both of you are responsible for the cooking, both of you are responsible for those those areas. Yes. It's like, it's like she lives she works like housekeeping and she lives in, so I'm always alone. She only comes in the weekends. And then you would need to explain that with the social worker that you are always alone. Because this person lives outside. They're only there once in a while. Because if they see that there are multiple people living in the same house, they will reduce your hours. That's which is why I said in the very beginning, you have to remember all of the specific things. Because if the social worker comes, they only have one hour of time. And they have a lot of questions for you. And sometimes we forget to mention all of these other things like, oh, I do live alone. So you need to create a list of things to remember to mention to your social worker so that they are aware of your situation. Otherwise, you'll get docked for hours.
3: Yeah, yes, I have an elderly mother. She's 80 years old. She lives with me. Mm-hmm. She should get help, all right, but she doesn't want to. She gets very tired, all right. Are they going to try to take hours away from me because I have an elderly woman living with me? No. They can't even move around hardly?
1: No. Why would they take hours away?
3: I'm just, I'm just no. curious. No. Are they going to give me the maximum amount of hours? No, that, that they wouldn't
1: work? give you the maximum amount of okay, hours. what would they give me then? They will give you based on your needs.
3: On my needs? Yes. All right.
1: Based on your needs. What okay. are you capable of doing?
3: Not very much.
1: So they will make a determination <laughs> based on that. They yeah. will give you as many hours based on what you are capable of doing.
3: Okay.
2: Okay.
0: William?
5: Okay, like I live with people, but yet still they don't cook for me. I have Meals on Wheels.
1: Okay, so then you probably would not get any hours for cooking because you will receive those services through Meals on Wheels. Right, if you're living with someone and they're cooking, they're cooking for you, then they wouldn't give you those hours. But since you're living independently, well, you're receiving meals on wheels, so they wouldn't give you hours for cooking because you're already getting that supplemented somewhere else. They will only give you based on your needs. Right.
0: What What if he wanted to cut the service meals on wheels and ask a person to cook for him?
1: Then they would give him hours based on that need. Okay. They would give you hours for cooking based on that because there is nobody to help you with the cooking. And you need those services,
0: can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. Uh, the social worker that comes and assess you mm-hmm. uh, might request you to perform tasks in front of uh, him or her to evaluate or not?
1: They will ask questions, but they shouldn 't ask for you to do it for them i 've no. never heard of, of somebody saying, "Can you please show me asking. how you do mm-hmm. it?" No no, they will ask you questions as to whether you can or not mm. okay. Thank, Thank you. you No, no, no yes. Can you,
6: uh, one more question. Does your program cover all of l a County?:
1: Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Yes,
4: sir. Okay. Um, what if you live by yourself and you have uh, someone who comes in and cooks for you now how does that how does that uh, um, uh, fix up with the picture here?
1: Well, I, is this person your home care provider that cooks for you?
4: Ah, uh, in some ways, yes. Uh, the person is paid.
1: The person is paid. Okay, so then if the social worker comes out for an assessment, then you would have to notify them that someone is is already getting paid for that particular service. Now, if they're getting paid, they're going to ask you questions about your income. They're going to ask how is it that you pay for that, and that that's going to get a little hairy.
4: Oh, uh, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right. But they would have to know how it is that you do that, and then they would make an assessment based on that.
4: Well, when I applied for that, they said, uh, um I could only get nine dollars an hour. I mean, uh, they'd only be paying nine dollars an hour. That's true. But the, uh, the housekeeper wanted more, so, uh, uh, we got her, and that's that, and we still have her. So it's just a matter of, it was necessary to uh to have the services. That's all. Thank you.
2: Okay. Yeah. Okay, I wanna know too um okay, if uh you know, I'm kinda worried about last time the bus drivers went on strike, I was, you know, the excesses were so full I got home real late and everything. If I want let's say the bus driver goes on strike and I call uh PASC to get a driver, you know, to drive me to Braille, do you think that could be worked out? Would I have to have a, you know,
1: caseworker, you know,
2: the driver, someone, or how would I do that?
1: Well, if your needs change, you can always request an assessment to the get an increase in hours. So if they do go on strike and now you find yourself struggling to get, uh, uh, transportation, then you can say to your social worker, my needs have changed due to this strike. I now need, require more hours in order to get to my doctor's appointments. Can you please? I'm
2: not with regional, but uh, if I called and uh, let's say the bus drivers or the mechanics start going and the excesses are all full, then uh, how would I go out? How could I call them would I say, uh, I need a, a caseworker, I need a driver, how would I get one?
1: Well, first you need to qualify with IHSS. So if you're already qualified with IHSS and and now you find yourself needing more hours in order to get to your doctor's appointments, then you need to contact the social worker and let them know that you have a need, your needs have changed, you need more hours and the reason why, and they will come over and do another assessment so that can give you an increase. You would have to apply by phone. Apply by phone. The number is 888 944 4-4-7-7. 4477. Seven. Okay. Yeah, I have a question. If, uh, could you tell me the limit for qualifying for IHSS? The income limits? In- income limits. I think I mentioned that already. From my understanding, it's about $900 for an individual and 1100 for a couple. But somebody has but, already mentioned that it might be a different level. But if. Mm-hmm. If uh, if uh, you're disabled and your income is over, that there is no help for you? Not necessarily. You can still work. Hmm? I don't mean work. Well, if your income level is up, there's another program called the 250% percent Medical Working Disabled. So let's say you have a, a job or you get extra income. There's a way that you can work around that income level using the medi 250% program. Well, I need to know about
2: a program where you can qualify. You're disabled mm-hmm. and you need help, mm-hmm. but because you're over the limit of income, you, don't, you can't get anything.
0: Can I just ask a question? Can you talk separately yes. a little bit? Yes. With, because Marjorie that. really needs help. Yeah. Okay. okay. Thank you very much. Is there any other question? Yes, Ms. Benefield?
2: The income ha- can only be $900, and so then you say if you're on Medi-Cal or SSI, you qualify, you qualify no matter what the income might be right. or what? Right. Okay.
1: That's why we get more. Yeah. So if you don't have Medi-Cal, if you haven't qualified under Medi-Cal or SSI, then they will take your income into consideration. And based on that solely, then they will determine if your income is too high. But if you already have Medi-Cal or SSI, then it doesn't matter how much your income is.
3: Yes. I wanna ask you a question. Let's say I hire somebody from the list, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't like the person, it's mm-hmm. not working out. How quick can I get another person? Right.
1: Like, How quick can you call to get another list?
3: That's all I could that's yeah. all I need to do, just yeah. call for another list. Exactly. Get another person.
1: Exactly. You don't like Fantastic. the person, you have the right to fire them for any reason and request okay. a list and, and we send it to you.
3: All right. All right.
1: That's right. You keep going until you find somebody you like.
3: Okay. And if I call them up today, let's say, how long? Like a a week or a couple days before they come out to my house?
1: Now, are we talking about IHSS or are we talking about... IHSS. Okay. IHSS, you call them today. Yes. They have up to 45 days to process that application. So usually Uh it takes about... Three to four weeks for a social worker to come out to the home and do an assessment. All right. Once they do that assessment, then they go back to their office to do calculations. Usually okay. about a week later, you receive a notice in the mail called a notice of action, an NOA. Okay. And right. That notice of action will tell you what you're approved for, how many hours you're going to get. Okay. Or it could be it could say that you are denied.
3: All right, so it'll take like about a month then.
1: It takes about a month, yes, but up All to right. 45 days.
3: Right off. fantastic, thank you. Mm-hmm.
1: There's a question by a gentleman in the back. You have your hand up. What's your question, sir? Here is the mic.
4: Okay, the question you were answering about the 250% a minute ago. Um, what is the maximum amount that a person can make if they're working and still, uh, and, and, and still, uh, I have that service well, in, in dollars.
1: It, with the 250% Medicaid disabled working program, you can earn up to $60,000 a year. Wow. Yes, you can be working and work up to 60 earn up to $60,000 a year and still qualify to receive Medi-Cal.
4: Uh, does that mess up your SSDI?
1: Yes, it can. Yes, it can. So there is a a website available on the 250% Medi-Cal Working Disabled. There is a website and a link that gives you a calculator. So you punch in the numbers and you tell them how much you're earning, and then they will tell you how it affects your Social Security, how it affects your Medi-Cal, how it affects everything else, and it can tell you whether it's to your benefit or not.
4: Okay, thank you very much.
1: You're welcome.
0: I think that we <laughs> exhausted, exhausted all the... have exhausted the
1: questions? No, no, no. no way. That can't be. Oh, yeah, yeah. One more.
0: <laughs> Not the last, I'm sure.
2: Okay. I wanted to know, um, you said something about $900. Do, do the, the program take the money out of your pocket? To, for
1: Where does the money come from to pay for IHSS is the yeah. question, I think, that, that you're asking, right? It comes, well, if you own a home, it comes through that. It comes through your home. When you, when you are, pass on, when you pass away, they will take the funds from the house, from the value of the house. So if somebody inherits that house and decides to sell it, they will have to collect the money. The government will collect the money from what you earn with Medi-Cal, from what you paid off with IHSS. Eventually the government gets it. Yes, if you own a home and you decide to to qualify for or apply for IHSS, right? Okay, you get IHSS, then what the government does is they collect their funds from IHSS from the value of your property. Then there's nothing to collect. (laughs) But those that do own a home, if they own a home, then they will collect the funds through that, through the value... Well, if you win the lottery, you won't qualify for IHSS, so that's that's that. (laughs) But they do attach it to the value of your home. So if you do decide to sell it, if you decide to, you know, if somebody inherits it and collects it, the government will step in and collect their share. Yes, they will attach it. Yes, they will put a lien on it. Yes.
0: So uh, this is for the to sign in, to for sign in. the if they want
1: the email newsletter well, they can come in and we can, can they have it emailed instead or? they can have it mailed. if you wish to receive our bulletin or our e-newsletter please come up to the front and I can uh, add you to the list of people who wish to receive the information okay So it's
0: very important if you want please come here mark your name address phone email so that you will either be emailed The newsletter or mailed.
1: Yes. Thank you.
0: Please come to the front desk here. Thank Thank you. Thank you, madam.
3: Thank you for coming.